When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Hey, Tom. You like Huey Lewis and the news? I mean, they're all right. You know, their early work was a little too new wave for my taste, but when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think he has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Now ask, why why are you wearing a raincoat? Why are you wearing a raincoat, Tommy? <laughs> and then I uh, murder you with an axe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was all off the cuff, huh? <laughs> American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the film. So <laughs> I just say that's the most we've talked about a band. Uh, oh fuck, is this already crashing? <laughs> that's the most we've talked about a band up top. <laughs> a quote from a damn movie. Um, Let's uh let's get our guest in the mix right off the bat. He's a he's a, f- a friend of the show. Sean Flannery's here. How are you, Sean? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks our for pleasure. coming on the show. How are you, Sean? I'm, Did you have a nice holiday? Did you watch the USA game? What's going on in your life? I haven't really watched uh, any of the football uh, soccer games. Um, had a great mm-hmm. Thanksgiving though. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been going great. It's been weird with the World Cup because. Um, you have like with the games being in Qatar, you just have drunks mm-hmm. texting you at all hours of the day with their reactions, <laughs> you know. So it's yeah. like I have to turn my phone off when I go to bed, which I haven't had to do since like age twenty seven, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it like is, being yeah. friends with Tommy at any time of the year. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <down>. <laughs> it is weird going on Instagram at ten a.m. on these days. <laughs> it's just yeah. a lot of people drinking. Well, it sucks, like, having to, I mean, I, this has been well-trodden, but today I woke up, and even on the East uh, Coast, where it's a little later, like, I woke up at 9.30, and I was like, fuck, I've already yeah. missed, like, <laughs> the first half of the game. This well, I, it was I also love how, like, you see people post on Facebook, at least in, I'm in Chicago, and you see people post, like, hey, where can I see the Poland-Mexico game? And I love that the answer <laughs> at 6 a.m. is, you just have to go to a bar. Like, there isn't a coffee yeah. house or <laughs> yeah. any other option for watching soccer <laughs> other than, a, like, an a Irish dive bar. I think that is my favorite part about Zyrus. <laughs> it does like normalize. Oh, totally. <laughs> waking up and being a fucking degenerate. <laughs> like I went, yeah, we we went to see the USA England game and uh, this bar in uh, in LA, and we were 
everybody was like, dude, it's not going to be open. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it will be. And sure enough, at like eight in the morning, we've fucking watched a, a soccer game. And it was like, just, and it was full. Yeah. Like it was a full bar as if it was like 10 in the, 10 It makes you wonder, like, wild. could the bars just do this any day? Like, is it like, is the yeah. only reason a bar isn't packed at seven in the morning just because it's not open? <laughs> yeah i think that's a good point i think they should all be open 24 hours um i also think all sports should move to qatar and that way, <laughs> that way we're always on that schedule <laughs> oh boy speaking of sports <laughs> oh well done i want to talk well about the, the bucks game last night though <laughs> Uh, I am in Milwaukee, and I did a show next to the Bucks Arena last night, but that is not what I want to talk about. We're here to talk about Huey Lewis. Now, you brought uh, this to our attention. You, you said, let's talk about Huey Lewis. We are bigger Ray Parker guys on our show. So it's <laughs> That's where you came down in the lawsuit? A little fucked up. Yeah, we took his Have side. you ever read the transcripts of that lawsuit are hilarious? And maybe all song lawsuits are this way. But it's just when you read the transcripts, it's just like witnesses saying how his song goes do do do. <laughs> witnesses now saying how the plaintiff's song goes do do da. <laughs> and I just as a jury, I mean, I love how like you you could be excluded from this jury by just being tone deaf, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bailiff is kind of nodding his head. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if just them doing that, the jury is like rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I love that do do da shit. <laughs> yeah, I I watched the videos back to back, and uh, I mean it's pretty cut and dry stuff. Also, there's so much proof. Like, well, yeah, because didn't they? I think the producers of the movie approached Huey Lewis about mm, like basically yeah. repurposing that exact song, and then this came out. Mm-hmm. So the the same thing happened uh, years later with Tom Waits with the Gap ad. I don't know if you ever heard that, oh, but it it went to yeah. same exact lawsuit. Like the Gap said, we want to use his song "Heart Attack and Vines" in a commercial. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> He's like watching TV three months later, and <laughs> like a strikingly similar song comes on a Gap ad, and he sues him. You know, <laughs> that's a that's nice to like. Get that money though. <laughs> yeah, because you get paid the, the same probably as if you actually weights. did license it, but then you keep the artistic credibility of saying no. Yeah. You know what's fucked up is I was reading, uh, also Ray Parker in this just seems like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he sued. Uh, so in uh, 2001, um, Huey Lewis uh, spoke about in an interview, he. he just said that Ray Parker stole the song and he wasn't, they had an NDA where he wasn't supposed to say anything about it. He wasn't allowed to talk about it. And somehow Parker, uh, found this footage. It's in a VH1 behind the music profile. Lewis remarked, Ray Parker Jr. ripped the song off and said, uh, the situation was offensive. And, uh, Parker proceeded to sue Lewis over these remarks as they were a breach of the confidentiality agreement from the original lawsuit. Uh, the details are confidential, but Parker remarked afterwards that he, Got a lot of money out of that. <laughs> like, what a fucking stupid thing to be proud of. Oh, I'm rolling in cash because I stole your shit and you talked about it. 
Oh, man. And that behind the music was Huey Lewis, right? <laughs> Ray, Ray Parker, Parker Jr. Ray Parker, and they just brought him in for I one I think they time. should do a behind the music of just like the Spotify Halloween playlist because they're all like these one-hit <laughs> wonders that you only hear around Halloween time, but like, you know, like the Monster Mash, uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. theme song, all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need. That's a good point. When's Taylor gonna put out a damn Halloween album? That would be great. There's all these Christmas <laughs> albums, but nobody's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going all in on Halloween. <laughs> I guess the weekend is kind of Halloweeny, but mm-hmm. that's about as close as I feel like we get. Maybe I guess Thriller, but we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I have, we have an NDA. <laughs> we made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean, I hate I hate to to pimp a story, but we're gonna yeah. plug your book at the end. Yeah. Um. And, and one of the main reasons uh, you want to talk about Huey Lewis is you have an incredible Huey Lewis story that I feel I feel like our listeners would love, and it'd be a good way to get them. Oh, uh, totally. In your yes. book, yeah. Yeah. So I I um. Long story short, I almost died due to my love of <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. I <laughs> fell off a three story building, broke my back in three places, shattered my left heel. Um. And. I went into the ER after this injury. I'm just going to I'm going to start it from the end yes, where I went yeah, into yeah. the ER after I had walked off this roof and everything and it was like probably around 5 in the morning which is like the exact time when all the people who have injured themselves drunk are sobering up just enough to be like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> fucked up." <laughs> and just like how drunk everyone is like nobody knows exactly what i heard a lot of well i'm piecing together what happened to me like nobody (laughs) but i knew what happened to me and i was like you know i just uh doc i love huey lewis in the news and the evening got away from me and i fell off a building and um What happened is uh, my buddy was uh, – so Huey – this was in like 1999, I want to say, uh, like late 1990s. And the, I love Huey Lewis in the News, always have. But what's interesting about Huey Lewis in the News is they went from like stadium tours in the mid to late 1980s to just f- like America said, we're done with you. And they mm-hmm. kind of fell off. And they were doing a pharmacy convention. And uh, oh Cleveland, God. Ohio, like a private gig. <laughs> and I'm, my buddy's like becoming a pharmacist and he tells me about it. I'm like, wait, Huey Lewis and the News are playing your, your convention? Now, it was a national pharmacy convention. So I think there was like probably 5,000 people like in this crowd. So it sure. was a like – I'm sure it was a – And that I'm sure they got a huge It was check probably a huge, huge money, check. Baby. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. But I was like, I got to go. Like, you you know, I've never seen them live Uh because I, I always loved them in the 80s, but I was like too young to go to a concert. I was like, you got to mm-hmm. you gotta get me in. So we went to the hotel bar where they were all staying. And our plan was, we'll meet some old – I was like, listen, half these pharmacists are probably in their 60s. They're not going to actually want to go to a Huey Lewis show. <laughs> I'll take one of their credentials and I'll go as as that guy. Get a lab coat. <laughs> God, the balls of this story is – I love it so much. I was always really – I had like good tactical street smarts about like yeah. like getting drunk and that kind of stuff, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This foolproof," and uh, we do. And we get this guy's credentials. He was out of New Jersey. <laughs> um, the real Cut name to it immediately worked. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it like worked like within five minutes. Um, 
Actually, I'm not going to say that. Well, the name, I'm, the name I put in my book that uh, I also had to say, I told this story once on Comedy Central and like all, like every lawyer I've ever talked to is like, you can't use the real name, you know? So I use mm-hmm. uh, the name Bob Doppel, which is not technically the real name. But uh, yeah. he did work out of New Jersey and the company was called Creative Healthcare Solutions. And I go as this guy, Bob Doppel, head of Creative Healthcare Solutions, and I just get drunk out of my mind. <laughs> um, um, introducing myself to everyone as Bob, we get my buddy Eric and I get invited to this after us. So we see Huey Lewis in the news. It's awesome. Open bar. Great. And we get invited <laughs> to this after hours party in Cleveland that this, uh, pharmacist has like this amazing house. His employee invites us. We go there. I grew up in Cleveland, but I'd never been to like a house this nice. And it's like right downtown oversees the river, the skyline, so I yell after we get to this house, like, let's go up to the roof. Like, let's look at the city from the roof. And they're like, <laughs> I just remember the lady going, it's not that kind of a roof. <laughs> <laughs> and I like bolt upstairs. I'm like, you know how like whenever you propose a plan drunk or I don't know if you guys are like me, like in your head, you think you're going to be leading some sort of cavalry charge where everyone's with you and everyone. And then you get up there and you realize like you're alone. <laughs> no one else. But it's so gorgeous that I don't care. And I'm like kind of looking at the skyline and it, like I'm having the time of my life. And I just I walk straight off the roof, fall three stories. Oh my! Goodness. And uh, it happened within... The way it was retold to me, because I don't like after I hit the ground, things are a little unclear. Um, my buddy said, he's like, you ran up to the roof. Everyone was panicking. They go like, is Bob going to be OK? And I told them, Bob Doppel is the most mistake proof pharmacist I know. Then we saw you fall through the window. <laughs> and I like I guess I was unconscious for a little bit. And I come to and it's all these strangers above me. And I'm like triply confused because I thought I was on the one second I'm on the roof. Now I'm down on the ground and my back hurts. And um, but it's all these strangers above me and they're all going like, Bob, Bob, Bob. (laughs) And that's when it hits me. I go, oh, shit. They think I'm Bob. I I honestly thought I was going to die. Like I I saw how far I had fallen and I'm like, there's no way I live. And and I I panic because I'm like, they're going to call Bob Doppel's wife after I die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i i just say i don't care what happens to me next nobody talks to my wife my buddy picks me up throws me in my car he hits two other cars as we depart and and we just like my he knocks my side mirror off and i always like i always told him i'm like i wonder what that exit looked like to those other farms <laughs> It's like, Jesus, that New Jersey office parties. Like, Bob just walked off a building, told us not to talk to his wife, and then I think his buddy just stole, like, it looked like he stole the car. You know, he had so much traffic on the way out and just gunned it. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and oh, you know what? That's, the night wasn't even over because then we're driving, and he turns to me, and he's like, dude, I thought you were going to die. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me too, dude. I, uh. You know, it was weird though, is as I was falling, because time really does sort of slow down as you're falling. Like, yeah. you, it's not, I don't think it's the time slows down. I think it's that your brain can do like a billion thoughts when it really needs to. And um, I was like, it, I felt like I was falling forever, but it was okay because I heard the power of love in my head. <laughs> and uh, he starts laughing so hard, he loses control of my car and hits a tree. 
Oh my totals God. it. Totals it. It was it was towed by Cleveland PD the next day. <laughs> it was it was actually on the lawn of a library. So like somebody went to go get books the next morning. <laughs> There's a 1987 Chevy Cavalier with like no wheels <laughs> on the lawn of this library in Lakewood. And um yeah, so we we like limp home. I go to the doctor. So now, well, I go to bed. I, as I said earlier, I wake up around 5 a.m. I'm like, I'm fucked. I got to get to the, the ER. And yeah. uh, they do the x-ray <laughs> on me. And I had what's called a compression fracture in my first three vertebrae. So a compression fracture is when you hit something so hard that your vertebrae absorb enough of the force that they shrink in size. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a fracture where they don't crack, they shrink. And uh, the doctor, wow. uh, he was looking at it. He like had never seen this injury in anyone under the age, he said, of 78. And he goes, <laughs> for you to have done this, it would mean that you made no effort to adjust whatsoever to the ground. <laughs> and he brought in another set of like doctors and like, I think they were like residents. To, the, the whole thing was chaos. Like at one point, I don't actually talk about this in my book, but um, my, my mom's with me at this point. And uh, we're waiting for the x-ray results in this, like, uh, it was almost like, uh, what was that show where people, like, uh, Laugh Fest? Or what was that show where people would stick their head out from curtains in the 70s? I can't remember the name of it. A Laugh-In? Laugh-In, yeah. yeah. The curtains move, and it's a state trooper. He has, like, those Mountie hats, and that Mountie hat, and he goes, "Uh, you guys seen a man in uh, orange coveralls, handcuffed, walking around? (laughs) And we're like, what? And he goes, never mind. <laughs> like, just total chaos. The hospital is total chaos. <laughs> and, uh, you see a guy in a Michael Myers mask? Yeah. <laughs> like, I forget I asked. Like I'm not even here. <laughs> don't, okay, don't worry at all. <laughs> and he brings in this new group of, like, super young doctors. Like, they had to be residents. And he's like, this guy has... Uh, has a compression fracture because he didn't adjust what, you know, he fell off a roof and made no effort to adjust. And then the other doctor held it up to the residents and goes, this man, he fell off a roof. We're talking Daffy Duck style. Like that was his medical terminology (laughs) for how I injured myself. But they agreed. um, And this is where I end the story in the book. But they they both agreed that the two doctors uh, with their team of residents agreed that uh, being drunk basically saved my life. Because they said, uh, I learned that night that every fall over 10 feet is lethal if you hit your head uh, on impact. The the human body Mm -hmm. accelerates enough within 10 feet that you'll die if you hit your head. So they said being drunk and landing almost like a a drill or a statue, like that actually saved your life. Holy shit. And uh, and that's what I say. I'm like, wow, you know, like, huh, mom? You know, and here you are. And then uh, you just hear the nurse from the corner go, uh, doctor. Isn't it worth considering that a sober person might not have been on the roof? Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to be at least hammered if you're going to. Yeah, ma'am, it's it Huey Lewis, open bar. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it would be more dangerous to be yeah. sober. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're going to work on your roof, either have proper safety equipment like ropes, tethering and so on, Mm -hmm. or be blind drunk. You got to go in one of two directions, (laughs) you know. 
Holy shit. That is insane. That is a, that is such a good story. Yeah, it's one of the all-time uh, stories. We, we had to have it on, on the episode just so people understand <laughs> that Sean's love goes yes. further than just about anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was man. reading, doing a little reading about Huey Lewis, and I thought it was crazy that he started off as a harmonica player just because... Yeah. Dude, there's a crazy photo out, out, of, out there somewhere on the internet. You can Google this photo. I, I think... At one point, he did harmonica for Ten Lizzie. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I was just going to bring up on their live album. He plays on it. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was yeah. on their live album, but there's a photo yeah. of him with the lead singer of Tin Lizzie, who I can't remember the name. And it's it's great because it shows how Huey Lewis, even at like 21, he just perpetually, and even today at like 65, he just always looks like he's 45 years old. Yeah, <laughs> like just how old yeah. he looked as a 20 year old yeah. is pretty hilarious. <laughs> He has like it the perfect eighties face, I feel like. Yes, <laughs> he just he really like, he does. is like the Reagan America. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like kind it's of almost a like a Humphrey Bogart, head. like tough leading mm-hmm. man kind of face, you know, or like yeah. a like a, yeah. a worldly, uh handsome man, but like not too handsome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but he's pretty handsome. But yeah, it's I it's certain angles you're like, shit, this is a handsome ass guy. I was watching the uh the video for the song that uh Ray Parker that ripped off I can't remember. isn't that i need a new drug i need a new drug and it's very funny he's in concert and it's funny when he's trying to be sexy because it's like doesn't fully play and like there's a moment where they show him he's in concert the whole video is leading up to him like picking up this girl basically but it doesn't really happen all video long he just keeps seeing this blonde lady and then she's at the show i think that's what i gathered and she's in the front and he has a moment where he's like uh i want a new drug and then he bends down on his knee she's with a guy who looks pissed and he's like just sings in her face like uh one that's like you but like it doesn't feel sexy it's like he's screaming in a woman's face (laughs) it's really uncomfortable but I learned, uh, I guess he picked up, this is a hot guy story, I feel like. Uh, In an interview with David Letterman, Lewis talked about hitchhiking across the country back to New York City and how he learned to play harmonica while waiting for rides. (laughs) He he just learned how to play harmonica just by, he was hitchhiking. He's like, well, I guess I'll learn an instrument that will change my whole life. Um, I kind of miss that part of, uh, like, it seems like when I talk to my dad and my uncles, like how normalized hitchhiking used to be and it like that that's just like maybe like you're a college kid and you wanted to see more of the u.s or something or you you watch old movies mm-hmm. people hitchhike all that like it's a major plot point and a lot of like yeah. really old movies yeah and unfortunately got ruined by a lot of tommy mac type <laughs> <laughs> predators out there who are waiting for the <laughs> any hitchhiker to show up to take them for the last ride of their life um well he went further where so Nick Lowe's the one who like discovered him when he was uh, he was in a different band, his first band in uh, San Francisco. And Nick Lowe discovered him and kind of told him to come to Europe. And he says he hung around the airport for a few days until he could stow onto a plane. <laughs> like he just like somehow got onto a plane that he didn't have a ticket for. That's to amazing. Europe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is incredible. Another thing that you definitely could not do. To me. <laughs> thinking well i was stowing i learned how to play the drums of course (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's almost like the plot like to like a grifter movie or something like how i picked up the trade you know (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, but that could be a tv show they're so lewis traveling oh sorry go ahead yeah i was just gonna say like it's when someone has such like that distinct 80s synthy sound you always forget that like oh yeah they're probably uh 
trained musician on a normal instrument that isn't <laughs> that giant bombastic synth <laughs> from the eighties, you know. <laughs> well, they and I think yeah, his backing so band. <clears throat> So they all met in San Francisco, but I think his backing mm-hmm. band actually played in like the England, um, like kind of new wave circuit and played with like Elvis mm-hmm. Costello and a few others. So, and but then it obviously became much more like of that 80s pop synthesize uh, yeah. stuff, you know. When I think like a huge part of their success was just they went full bore into MTV videos and tried to make all their videos funny. Like I, it was interesting. I was watching a couple videos before recording this podcast. And I forgot that some of those videos have like four minute sketches before the song starts. (laughs) (laughs) And MTV was kind of a burgeoning sort of channel in the early eighties. So I think like them going all into like the MTV template and everything like really helped them. Hmm. I mean that that makes sense. Obviously, uh, I would, let's we we should play some music because yeah, for sure. Uh, you gave us some good songs, but I was gonna say the song that I you know, the Back to the Future song is the one that I think uh, people like me have. Uh, that's that's the touchstone. For oh, them, totally. Where it's like, oh, that's what I know them from. That's kind of that's definitely the first song I ever heard from them, and uh, it does rule. It's it's. It was nominated for a Grammy. It did not win. Or, I'm sorry, an Oscar. <laughs> an Oscar. Oh, for Best Original uh, Song, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. And, and it, it lost. lost to Ghostbuster. <laughs> 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 What's, so that song was also nominated uh, the year before. Um, oh, wow. Any any guess as to what song beat The Power of Love? So that's 85, right? I is believe that, that is yeah. correct. I think I would need another hint, but so, it's probably going to be something uh, like the original, like uh, like the overture to the movie Gandhi or something like. That. It's going to be something <laughs> that like nobody would ever listen to today. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'll just give you the movie because I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> uh, you might have, Tommy. You know more about film than I. But a movie called White Knights. Um, I don't know what that I've is not either. Heard of that no. Yeah, and it's Lionel Richie with the song "Say You Say Me." Well, the Academy <laughs> fucked that one up, huh? Because we don't know that, and we do know Power of Love. Nice job, bozos. <laughs> you whipped it again, bitch. <laughs> uh, and the year before, uh, Parker missed out on the award, which was given to uh, I Just Called to Say I Love You ah. from The Woman in Red. Now that is a memorable song. Yes, not as good as Ghostbusters on the <laughs> bozos. <laughs> you fucked it. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but let's let's go ahead and hear. Let's go ahead and hear Power Love. Fuck it.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I've never really paid close attention to these lyrics before. That does <laughs> the power of love. The first time you feel it, it might make you sad. Next time you feel it, it might make you mad. I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with all that. I don't think he's ever felt love before. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> Um, that is a, uh, I know you guys probably can't, uh, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Tommy, you already noted it, but it'll play, yeah, the song will play through on my end. It'll be fine. But, um, yeah, Power of Love, that song just kicks dicks, baby. It rules. <laughs> That's, is that your new saying? <laughs> yeah, kicks dicks. <laughs> well, I'm tired of kicking asses all the time. Asses have had it too hard for too long. <laughs> time to kick a dick. It is a great song. I mean, like, if you're hanging out, I don't know how it would do with the younger crowd but if you ever do it at like a karaoke with like especially people like 30s and up like uh it gets people mm-hmm. out of their uh you know it, it's just in that chord that it comes in with is such a memorable 80s chord you know yeah yeah it's very fun it takes me right back to hanging out with my dear friends marty mcfly <laughs> and Dave. <laughs> I do think that it is the type of song that if you played it for a kid today, they would still like it. Like, I think it is so just unbelievably catchy yeah. and enjoyable. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely glued to its time, but it's still great, I think. Yeah. Very, very fun. And it just, I mean, it really is. It's it's back to the future, baby. It's it's just a good time. Did you guys, I don't know if, uh, if you guys read this as well, or maybe you just knew, but... Uh, uh, Huey Lewis is in Back to the Future. Um, yeah, he plays when, the uh, guy who's in charge of the talent show. I don't know if it's a high school yes. principal or what. Yeah. Yes, I think he's in charge of the talent show. He's like a teacher or something. He's part of the faculty, and uh, Marty McFly plays this song, mm-hmm. and uh, he yells out over a speaker to him, "That's too loud," <laughs> uh, which is a fun little bit. And for some reason, uh, Huey Lewis said that could have ended his career i don't really understand how that's possible but what he said oh. yeah, that could have been the end of my career maybe he meant like if i did a bad job in the movie or something i didn't i don't understand the context of this but he says yeah it could have been the end of his career maybe he said some stuff that they cut out <laughs> <laughs> pulled a kanye <laughs> yeah he was anti-vax or something <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know what that is but what a great, great song. Charted yeah. at number one in the States. Charted at number nine in the UK. Oh, he had a recurring character. He did some more acting. He had a recurring character on Hot in Cleveland. <gasps> How ironic. Is that right? <laughs> he was in a... Uh, he was, in he was the co-lead of a movie. I've never seen it. I think it's called something like Duets or something. But it's Duets. With, yes. It's with Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe. And what they basically what play... Is it's it's that template of movies. It's almost like do you remember like the Sylvester Stallone movie where he's like into arm wrestling or something and has to go to like oh, the national yeah. arm re- like over the top. Yeah, I it's called it. It's yeah. almost like that, but it's for karaoke. So like in the movie duets, <laughs> like they keep going up to the next level of karaoke competition or something like that. It, it seems very weird. 
That reminds me, we had a, a, one of our buddies, Greg Stone, uh, when he came on the show, talked about how he literally, like, as opposed to open micing, he would do karaoke every single night for like a year, like to get yeah. better at it. He, he had a character. <laughs> he had a character. Yeah. Just the yeah. most insane thing in the world. He's a crazy person. He also worked at a TGA Fridays, uh, a TGI Fridays as a character. <laughs> and people thought he was a real guy who was different than Greg, who also worked at the restaurant. <laughs> He's a crazy person. We love our dear friend Greg. Um, we do have a voicemail from a one Jared Thompson that we should play. We haven't heard oh, from Jared in a while. He just texted me and said, what do you got? What time are you doing? And uh, sent one over hastily. So he clearly has some thoughts. So this is a regular segment we do on the show. We haven't done it in a couple weeks. We haven't done a topic that Jared uh, has thoughts on. But uh, this is our regular segment. We go to our friend and foe of the show, the snob resident of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, where I will be at uh, the end of January. Get tickets now. I, I'm pretty sure they're on the website. They might not be. And also go see my buddy Dwight Simmons record his uh, album there the week before. So fun double week at the at the old comedy attic. And just Here. sleep there in between. Yeah, just hang out. <laughs> they they have beds there. You can chill. <laughs> Jared has a big TV in the green room. You can have a good time. Uh, all right. Here are Jared's thoughts on Huey Lewis and I suppose the news. You might again. You might not be able to hear this. I apologize, but the listeners will be able to hear it. Here it is. What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Huey Lewis. Um, <clears throat> this is tough because I feel like that someone like me who sort of is a prime candidate to really like Huey Lewis is sort of expected to and most of the time does like him or them if you're talking about with the news. But when you really look at the body of work, it's kind of a lot of junk. <laughs> Though I admit that, like, I would listen to sports and there's things off of different albums that I like. And also The Power of Love, I realize I'm biased because my favorite movie is Back to the Future. But I think that that song actually is a banger. And I feel like there are a couple other songs that are good but feel dated in a way that, like, for some reason, like... You know, Hall and Oates songs don't necessarily feel like I feel like that somehow in the same time frame, like Hall and Oates songs have aged better than a lot of the Huey Lewis hits. Um, I think If This Is It is a great song. Um, I mean, it's worth, he's worth listening to. I don't think it's terrible. My guess is he's probably a piece of shit. I don't know. I, maybe that'll come out in the wash during this podcast. I didn't do any research, but it's interesting. Hopefully we can learn some stuff about him. Um, but anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Okay. So uh, if you didn't hear, Jared said uh, he loves Power Love from because Back to the Future is favorite movie and that uh he says that one is still a banger we agreed and uh he said the rest of the catalog is full of a lot of junk and uh that it's prime for him to like it but he doesn't really enjoy it and he also said that uh huey lewis might be a piece of shit we don't know maybe we'll find out on the show <laughs> i don't know uh do you have any thoughts on, on this sean do you do yeah you, do you i um he's a piece of shit I, I do agree with uh, – it was Jared, right? I do agree with Jared yes. that uh, his songs definitely sound very much part of the 80s more than other 
comparable a- artists from the 80s. Like when you listen to Huey yeah. Lewis, you're like, that song was recorded in 1984. You know, um, right. you don't necessarily think that of, of some of the others. <clears throat> I disagree with some of the other stuff, though. Like, I think Huey Lewis, and I think this is something we've gotten away from as we get older and maybe like even more, I don't know if snobbish is the right way in our musical taste, but I don't think Huey Lewis is a kind of artist that you should even ever use the phrase body of work on. You know, like <laughs> he's just got some hits. And if you like the hits, you're a fan. And you don't like <laughs> nobody knows Huey Lewis deep cuts. And that's OK. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, just enjoy those hits. Enjoy those memories. And who cares what the other stuff on the album was? He doesn't play it live. I don't know if the band even knows those songs and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I kind of love that take. <laughs> it's like, it is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah like, it's funny when I tell people I'm a huge Huey Lewis and in the news fans, they're like, what's your favorite album? I'm like, who cares? You know? <laughs> Greatest hits. I mean, we're, not, we're not talking about the Velvet Underground here. We're talking about Huey. I like seven of his songs. You know, that's six more than most people like. Right? So I'm the biggest fan of Huey Lewis you've ever met. But like you don't you don't do a deep dive into Huey Lewis in the news in a good way. Uh, yeah, that's an amazing take. That's very funny. <laughs> I was trying to look up if there was any like bad conscience because what Jerry said he might be a piece. No, of I've heard the really opposite on that. I, I don't think he is. So yeah. he actually used to have comedians open for him, and I've met a couple oh. older comedians like in their fifties and sixties that have told me that he uh, they've worked with him. And supposedly he's like the nicest guy in the world. So that part, and Jared did say he was speculating on that. Um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, who knows? Yeah. I just want to bring I up, mean, I don't think there's like anything the, like that. Yeah, I think he's a good right. guy, it seems like. The only thing I found, and this isn't actually bad, I think this is, I just thought it was funny, but it's uh, Hugh Lewis in the, in the News was supposed to perform at Live Aid, mm-hmm. and they pulled out. Because, but it was because uh, Huey had a feeling that none of the money was actually going to the cause. <laughs> it was Which, right. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he Dang. seems kind of ahead of his time. <laughs> Thinking yeah. that that might be bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely does happen um, <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, there was just, one. I, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. Well, there was a. The one like sad thing about Huey Lewis that I was reading about is that he they don't perform anymore because he lost like all of his hearing yeah. in his right ear, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, obviously very sad. He got something called Meniere's disease. Meniere's very yeah. sad. Which apparently, <clears throat> so he hasn't actually lost all his hearing. I was watching right. an interview uh, with him. I think on like sixty minutes or something like that, uh, like a while ago. But after the diet, it was a slow news week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything I do is from the eighties. Sixty minutes, <laughs> Huey Lewis. You know. Um, but uh, so I guess he can, uh, as I understand it, if he were uh, talking, if he were a guest on your podcast, he would be able to hear you fine. But once the amplifiers sure. kick in and everything, it's like this screeching noise or something like that. Mm. So he can't perform. Oh yeah, so very sad. The reason I wanted to bring it up was because there's a very I read this AARP dot com, my favorite website <laughs> uh, article about it. And, uh, <laughs> there's just a really funny quote from he talks about what his doctor said to him when he told him about the diagnosis, and the doctor said, "Get used to it. It happens, and you only need one ear." <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Damn, that's Thanks, a mean ass doctor. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, he to see, <laughs> that's a Rodney Dangerfield yeah. doctor, I think. <laughs> that's why God gave you two. Next. 
that's uh that's tough that's <laughs> the doctor's like your ears hurt because you're killing me <laughs> i once read a um, uh, yeah a study on like medical malpractices like lawsuits and so on and they said that the biggest predictor about whether a doctor was going to have suits against him or her was not had nothing to do with your competency and how good of a doctor you are and how many mistakes it was a hundred percent bedside manner <laughs> Interesting. And just like that, like dickhead doctors, people are like, that motherfucker. <laughs> like he told me, yeah. like, you know, I should just be happy with one ear and it doesn't <laughs> matter that the surgery didn't work, you know? Wow. And like that's the kind <laughs> yeah. of guy you sue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an asshole. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what a piece of shit. Ooh. Oh, it's too, oh, I need two ears. <laughs> fucking bitch. Yeah, especially saying that to a professional musician who yeah. depends on it for their livelihood, you know? It, it was Dr. Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I did find, because I was looking, because I was trying to find out if, uh, if Huey was a piece of shit. So I looked up. One of the things we like to search on this show is the name of the artist and controversy. And I found, I know it's more Ray Parker shit, but it just, this guy is so fucking pathetic. <laughs> it's, it's from 2021 and it's, uh, Ray Parker saying the ghost, the Ghostbuster song is his favorite song of all time. <laughs> own t- oh, what a fucking asshole. That's like, uh, McConaughey when they, when McConaughey was like, who's my hero? Me in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, like, did he say him. that? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> That's hilarious. Or what, I remember when Trump was like just, uh, the, uh, RNC, like a potential candidate. Somebody asked him, what's your favorite book of all time? Which I'm like, there's no way he doesn't say art of the deal. He says art of the deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> it is a it is a hilarious move and i think when people ask people like that that question they like i know what ray parker jr is going to answer for this <laughs> but i i want to paint him into a corner where he has to say yeah. it you know <laughs> it's uh, well they were like are you like sick of the song he's like not only am i not sick of it it's my favorite song <laughs> you fucking asshole <laughs> His Spotify rap. <laughs> this I almost feel like we're writing the beginnings of like a good psychological horror film where a successful artist goes deaf, can't follow a career, and then like gets in a war with the guy who ripped him off like twenty years ago and there's no way yeah. to de escalate it until they're both dead. Like uh what was that uh Christopher Nolan um magician movie? Uh prestige. Yeah, like the prestige, yeah, yeah, yeah. but for um eighties musicians. <laughs> I love this. Some Hall and Oates have to save the day, I think. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> they, they try to like peace end. broker or something like that. <laughs> I so this is something that I've been laughing about that I feel like you are the two people in the world that would get as much uh humor out of this as me. I was so happy when Philly made uh or did Philly make the world's yeah, they made the World Series yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yes. Cause they made it um about 10 i think they made it in like 2011 they made it about 10 years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. and oats john oats is from philly so they brought him out uh this is like i don't know if they did the same thing this year i actually forgot to watch it but uh 10 years ago they brought him <laughs> out to do the national anthem but the way they introduced him is they go ladies and gentlemen philadelphia legend oats <laughs> 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 so, 
<laughs> so it's just 70,000 people going, is Hall dead? Like, we're like oats. <laughs> we have and oats. <laughs> it was so hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna be like uh, Tommy's next show where they just go. Tonight we have the Prince of Snarkness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, we should listen to some more music, but yeah. I I really love that. I also loved that. I I wish Philly had won that. Whatever. Nah, uh, you and every. I love that America was rooting for the Phillies, which like would never really <laughs> happen, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like Russia yeah. versus Al Qaeda or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that Who was a great take? World Cup match, by the way. <laughs> God, FanDuel is going to be raking in cash on <laughs> Al-Qaeda versus Russia. All right, let's listen to I Want a New Drug. Oh, that's my favorite one by him. This, yeah. is a, this is a fun one. This is the video I just watched. It's a, it's a very silly 80s-ass video. It's worth, it's worth checking out. It's very fun. So, from songfacts.com, the very drug that Lewis sings about in this song is women. Uh, and hey, it makes sense oh, to me that's that they're all pills. <laughs> I always assumed, I guess incorrectly, that song was about a hangover. And so that you wanted video, to quit drinking because he puts his over. head underwater and everything. Yeah, he's got a hey man, and I'm not even hungover, but seeing it, he fills up this, uh, his kitchen sink with ice and then makes like a water, like an ice water thing and like di- dunks his head in. And I was like, that looks like the best thing you could ever do. It looks like it would feel so good. I think I just have a perpetual hangover yeah. and that the hangover cures always look good to me. Yeah, I guess now that I think about it, the lyrics make more sense is, you know, with the woman thing, but I, or maybe that's just me every Sunday morning is like, I need a new fucking drug. <laughs> like my head is pounding. <laughs> like this is not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was talking about Kratom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this should up, be yeah. in the ads for like Delta nine and shit. <laughs> uh, shit. That song is a banger. Yeah. That's a good one. Very sad. fun. Um, the band from... rips like the even the new, oh, like, yeah. the new like the, the songs are so good. Yeah, the musicianship yeah. is really good. Like their backing band yeah. is really good. But what's funny is they also have they're such a party band. They have weird things like um, on the song I think "Hip to Be Square." You know, so they have that same backing band. But you know who's doing the chorus? It's Ronnie Lott. Uh, it's like three four San Francisco 49ers players. You know, like Joe Montana. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
<laughs> so imagine doing like you're the biggest band on earth and you kind of care so little about the music and you just want to have fun that you just invite the 49ers lineup to the That's recording incredible. studio. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. And I read like a story about it one time. I don't I'll try to find it and then maybe I could give you the leak. But so apparently, um, who was their tight end that caught that touchdown? Dwight, uh, it's Dwight something or other. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Dwight Gooden, but it's that's not his name. No, because Dwight Gooden's mm-hmm. a pitcher. But it, it's anyhow the tight end I guess was really into singing. All right, and then he has, mm-hmm. and he was a good player, but he wasn't a great player. Um, but then he's there with Ronnie Lott and Joe Montana. Who Ronnie Lott is arguably the greatest safety of all time. Joe Montana mm-hmm. at that point in time was probably the greatest quarterback of all time. So I guess they're like you know they're like do, you know and you, uh, you guys know what it's like in a recording studio. You got to do like a lot of takes. But I, and I guess Montana and Ronnie Lott are like like they do one and they're like yeah okay. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're the Super Bowl we, fucking champions here. <laughs> we're playing the Seahawks in two yeah. hours. Get going. <laughs> I guess the tight end's like, no, nope, no, nope, we got to get it right. Uh, boys say we got to do some more takes here, Joe, Ronnie. So we're going to stay here all night. And <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I found – wait, there was another fun fact about this one. But, uh, but no, that was, a, that was a fun-ass song. Very good time. But, yeah, the backing band um, is quite good. Their horn yeah. section was like uh, they used the Tower of Power for their horn section, which is like that legendary Oakland, mm. like kind of funk um, horn band. Yeah, mm. the saxophone on that song specifically is like unbelievable. Oh yeah, very very good. Oh, I found okay. So this uh, this was one of five hit songs from the, the sports album, the their biggest album, uh, an eighties landmark that sold seven million copies in America. It was one of just five number one albums in 1984 claiming a week and a year dominated by blank there are uh four other uh four other number one albums from that year Is thriller one of them any of them 1984 did you say thriller yeah you got one well, so okay. thriller was Thriller's probably one. the one that was on there for like 30 weeks or something so there's yeah. they're yeah. saying the five other ones grabbed a few weeks and thriller probably they're all i don't know they're all big was springsteen's born in the usa that year you got one. Oh, All right. wow. Knock okay. two of them out. All right, so how There's many more do we need to get? Also huge. There's two more. I don't think you're going to get one of them. I don't think you're going to get. I'll, I'll give you this hint. It's a soundtrack to a movie. Well, Back to the Future? No, no, no. Footloose? Footloose. You got oh, it. Yeah. Holy shit. You got three or four. The other one, uh, also huge. Very big album. Also a movie. Also. Purple Rain. Oh, all four of them. Wow. That was a nice job, Tommy. Good job, (laughs) boys. Teamwork. Knocked them out. That was crazy. Uh, But this album took up some time on that. It claimed one week in that year, which is pretty fucking impressive considering the competition. And it had like, I think, didn't you say it had like five singles on it? So like they just kept really, I mean, that that album was huge. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny, like, uh, you know, the, I think that band has always had a pretty good sense of humor about themselves. So they did do one album in 2020 before Huey's Lewis, uh, Lewis's uh, hearing got worse. And I don't know if you saw what the title to that album is, but it's called Weather. So I love yeah. that it's sports and weather. <laughs> oh, that is great. I didn't even put that together. That's I think a, it, it's one of the great band names of all time, too. Huey Lewis in the news. That It's just like an iconic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, all right, let's hear some more music while we're, I mean, shit, we're sitting here, might as well, you know? 
let's hear let's hear hip to be square. Um, this one you ex- ex- uh, sent with a note of uh, about them being uh, into uh, they're a, a dad band. Yeah, here is hip to be square. Hip to be square. <laughs> I wanted to get to the end where uh, where we have the the forty nineers. Woof! What do you guys think of that song? Hip that one's like so the the final two we're going to listen to aren't necessarily my favorite. Uh, that is actually probably like my least favorite of all their like kind of hits. <laughs> but I think it's very yeah. representative of them where I think uh-huh. part of their success was that they were always kind of a dad band. Yeah. And I think like they were the kind of music like in the early 80s, it was like something Huey Lewis was a great road trip band for people of a certain age because you could your whole family could listen. Like I couldn't ask my dad mm. on a six hour drive to like some island in lake erie how about we listen to the cure dad like that's not gonna happen but he could listen to huey lewis in the news and i think like that kind of like really like sort of like tongue-in-cheek on hipness was part of their success mm-hmm. it is funny to picture a dad listening to love cats by <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's something we forget about media consumption is that it, it's really interesting now Kids and families don't have to compromise at all. Like, like everyone has their own device within a car. Mm-hmm. Like, they're listening to their own thing, which I think is part of the reason why, like, music and everything is getting hyper-fragmented because you can a- appeal to su- smaller and smaller markets. And that's fine. I'm not saying whether that's that's good or bad, but I, I don't know if it, you could have a career like Huey Lewis's anymore where you're just kind of like a general mm-hmm. semi-hip dad rock you know mm-hmm. four quadrant band yeah yeah. Just like, um, yeah yeah damn that's a good point that's gonna be that i mean it's like every other type of media i guess like every everything's fragmented it's insane how hyper specific and I, and I don't like i i don't know if this is is good or bad i do think the lack of compromise is bad like it's one of the skills i had to learn as a kid like i'm the oldest of six yeah. though was like agreeing on a tv show was like a major yeah. And you could tell, like, some TV shows were just straight up meant for agreement in the 80s. You know, it's like we get a little bit of action in there. 
get a that little bit of a lawyer. Like you'd have lawyers who like arrest people, you know, because it's just like, <laughs> you know, everyone in the family kind of had a vote, you know. But yeah, I mean, Family Matters is a perfect example. Yeah. Like they had to throw Urkel in mm-hmm. there so kids wouldn't be bored. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's, but uh, now it's you could just like I watch a no show problem. like Succession. I'm like, who the fuck is this for? Everyone's an asshole in this. Like, <laughs> like oh, it's like, for me, baby. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and that's fine. But what I mean, like, that would be an impossible show in the '80s. Like, you would not mm, like because yeah. like you wouldn't. I don't even know couples I mean, that watch Dallas. Succession together. Dallas was kind of like a the '80s Succession. But Dallas also aired at like 10 p.m. at night, didn't it? Like yeah. Dallas was like an adults show back then. But mm-hmm. um. And they gotta stop putting Succession on with the Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> they are really <laughs> fucking their branding up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh shit! The Argentina game's on. <laughs> I just looked. I'm like, I'm sitting right in front of the TV. Um, what if I just disappear for the next uh, 90 minutes of the podcast? <laughs> um, we do have one more song to get to here, and then we got to get to we got to get to the listeners of this show. We have some comments. Oh, I did uh, want to shout out the name of the album yes. that Hip to Be Square is on because it's just called Four. Yeah, well, so it's interesting. They do <laughs> all their albums album are jokes, you know. So it's like they yeah. have sports, and then it's and it's four spelled like the golfing four. It's yeah, not F O U R. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny. I love it. It's so that fun. Yeah. Um. And it, we should say it's like this song was kind of a joke about their image because they were looked at as the clean cut, mm-hmm. no tattoos, having uh, little bitch boys. And uh, they thought it was funny because he's like, I'm not this like square guy. I'm a beatnik man. <laughs> <laughs> he hitchhiked and smoked weed. So, uh, Well, that's the thing he's uh, talking about in American Psycho before he actually starts killing the guy. He says... Uh, he says, a song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this movie, yeah. I suppose. Or just watch that scene on YouTube. It's, uh, one of the, yeah. it's, it's an all-time. Well, and that's yeah. another, I, I think, uh, example of how I think Huey Lewis in the news and Huey Lewis don't take themselves too seriously because just a couple of years ago, Funny or Die did a parody of that with Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. where I think oh. Weird Al was the murder victim and Huey Lewis is talking about his own band. So he's playing oh, that's amazing. Patrick Bateman. That. He's playing the serial killer. Like, yeah, you can find it online. It, it's, it's really well done. But I mean, like, I, in my opinion, that in that scene in the movie, they're clearly making fun of Huey Lewis in the news, you know, but like he doesn't care. He's part of the funny or die parody you know yeah, yeah. that's great that is great uh, did you, I, I don't know you probably already knew this but uh weird al also did a parody of i want a new drug i did not know that title it's called i want a new duck which <laughs> i was gonna try like and guess lazier, i would not have guessed it <laughs> like one of his lazier um, moves but i'm sure it's very good <laughs> I want a new duck. At first, I thought it said I want a new dick, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Weird Al after dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear uh, the last song uh, that you sent us here. It is called The Heart of Rock and Roll. You said, I kind of don't like this song because it's such a boilerplate song for live crowds, but shows how much they love to play live. Let's hear The Heart of Rock and Roll. Start 
All right, that was the heart of rock and roll. I found a fun fact about that song, uh, which is that when it was on the radio, uh, different versions of this song were sent to radio stations with nearby cities inserted into the lyrics. For example, if you lived in New Mexico, you might hear Huey mention that the heart of rock and roll is still beaten in Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> and this geo-targeting was very effective in an age when pop radio airplay was largely responsible for sales. The local cities were mentioned near the end, so you had to listen to the whole song to hear it. <laughs> How fucking lame would you have to be? Like, oh, oh, he's in Chicago! <laughs> we're on and the I map! eat it the fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> we talked about that before. You name a city, I'm here for it, honey. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, you know, that, so, so this, uh, kind of genre of songs is like my least favorite genre of songs, which are like songs about us rocking you right now. Like kisses, (laughs) like I want to rock and roll all night, like Queens, we will, I I hate that genre of like live music. Uh, this is what we're doing tonight kind of songs. Yes. It's it's like when you're at a party and somebody's like, wow, we're really partying here. <laughs> yeah. like, Shut the fuck up. Just yeah. do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what I kind of sort of, res- I don't know if respect's the right word. What I love about Huey Lewis and the Deuce is they clearly wrote this one almost backwards with that was the intent. I didn't right. know that thing about the geo-targeting you just said. But they were like, Okay, we need a song about rock and life. Like, so they start out it. Yeah. Okay, you know what they love is when you mention their city. Cause the list of cities, um, in the middle, even in the middle doesn't make any sense. Like, cause they mention like 10, like Tulsa is in there, Seattle. Like, <laughs> and, yeah, they probably were just, it was like a roulette table for them where they're just trying to cover as many Yeah, exactly. Markets or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I also wonder if it made the rhyming stink. Like, if we got Tulsa in there, that gives us five other major markets we can rhyme into, you know? Yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. It's uh, We've talked about it on this show a lot, but it's just it's very funny to me when people just name places and songs that have nothing to do with anything. Like, a good example is Tom Petty saying Indiana Boys on an Indiana night. Oh, it's yeah. It's like one thing that he picked, and it's very <laughs> it's very specific, and I it's also probably because I'm from Indiana and I'm a dumbass. But then, like, I was thinking about, I think it's Nelly. At the end of one of his songs, he's like, South Side, we, you know, we J.K. right. East side, you know, we do it now. <laughs> it's like he just names all the directions. It's like, well, you covered all your bases here, dog. It'd be funny if he picked one. He's like, but fuck the north. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, there aren't yeah. enough songs that are just, you know what town I fucking hate? <laughs> you know? yeah. And I, I, I don't know yeah. if it's because of like the live music or they, like they're, they're political at the end of the day. But yeah, you'd, I wish we, you, we could see more of that, you know, like just like a Pittsburgh you know sucks song. <laughs> I was just in, so I, we talked about this on the podcast, I think, but I was in Winnipeg. I think we talked about it on the Patreon. And by the way, please get on the Patreon. We lost some people because we took a little break and I apologize. That was on us, but we did just put up a very fun one with me and Tommy talking about, our uh spotify festivals and we walked you through uh the weekend at each of our festivals and it was very fun we also uh have ad free stuff all that good stuff whatever um having said that uh i was in winnipeg and there's a song i want to say it's the weaker thans maybe they have a song about winnipeg called i it it it's not called I Hate Winnipeg, but that's the main chorus. Is he just goes, I hate Winnipeg. And they played it everywhere in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people in Winnipeg also hate Winnipeg. It's great. <laughs> 
tell you what, man. Rockford, Illinois needs one of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there. And woof. All right. That's enough out of me. <laughs> Let's, we should probably get to the comments here because we are over an hour. Um, or we're right around there. Um, Let's we ha- we have our listeners who send in their thoughts to the uh the band we're talking about and we got some comments about Huey Lewis and the very news we dis- were discussing. We go to Patreon people first. If you're on the Patreon, you're guaranteed to get your thoughts read uh, if you get them in in time. We have uh I, I posted this a little late cuz we uh, uh we did this kind of early, but um we have one from uh Larry G Huffman he says, sports was a soundtrack of my childhood. My mom loved him. Perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. It's a, a great compromise mm-hmm. with your parents' uh, artist, for sure. Um, that was our only Patreon one today, because, like I said, I posted a little late. Uh, Tommy, did we get anything on the Twitter? Uh, our friend Starla, Starla Mitt just said, Huey Lewis fucking rules, and I will not be taking any further questions at this time. What a phenom. <laughs> Which I think I think we're all on that page today. I feel like we're well, all pretty it's pro. Yeah, I think people have this like, uh, oh, he's a guilty pleasure or something because he is perceived as unhip. But the thing is, like, nobody really hates him, you know? Yeah, right. Nobody's like, what? You know, whereas, like, there, you know, there are bands. It's like, you, you know, you just straight up can't say that he's great. You know, like, people think he sucks, you know? I think it's because he has that sense of humor too. Like I think he seems so. Very in on the joke in a way where it's not like cool to be like this guy. Like you could never talk like, yeah. about uh, like Bono the same way, right? You yes. know, because yeah, of how yeah, yeah. self serious he is and everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's like a wry smile about it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, Starla brought up a good idea along with uh, some other uh, around Trendbath. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Mark Trimbath. Uh they they were discussing and I think they were right that uh we should do a like a dis I don't really understand how Discord works, but uh I've seen other uh podcasts do this where uh if you are on the Patreon you can get in the Discord. So we're gonna figure out some form of music chat group with the listeners. If you're on I think because we're out of koozies, maybe I'll just make that the six dollar level from now on. So get on there and uh I'll I'll get this working. I don't know how Slack or Discord works, but I've I'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll make it work, baby. It's not we'll much different than this. It's just your listeners can also watch and participate in it. Yeah. 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 So we'll get a if nothing else, we could do like a Facebook group chat like how we have already and just make a big one. Uh, but yeah, we'll figure that out. So get on there. And if anybody wants to help me with that, please send over ideas. Uh, having said that, we have some more comments on the Facebook. Jeremy Arroyo says, I prank called him. He has lost like 95% of his hearing from all the loud concerts. How do you not give us any more details on this, Jeremy? What that the sounds fuck? Like the saddest episode of Crank Gankers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, I can't hear you. So. I have many ears. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Um, Dave Yates says they used to have a musical comedian open for them named Dr. Gonzo. Mm. And Henry Phillips comments on it. Uh, that's my friend John Means. He has some amazing stories. Oh, uh, nice. There you go. Uh, John Cessna says, I photographed Buffett, Buffett at Wrigley Field for Margaritaville. Huey Lewis was the opener. He came out to do an encore holding an entire picture of Margarita that he drank during the interlude. <laughs> Didn't spill a drop. That makes My me man. love the guy. That rules. My man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brett Goldman says, Tower of Power did all their horns. They're legit. We covered that. 
Uh, Neil Snyder says, Legend, one of the best movie theme songs ever. True. Uh, Raymond Cantil says, Every time I hear The Power of Love, I just think of how many kids in the 80s got messed up trying to be Marty McFly latching onto moving trucks on their skateboards. <laughs> I thought about doing That looked so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I could never do that, ever. Uh, Andy Jewett says, Sports is one of the best albums of the 80s. David E. Frankowick says their early work was a little too new wave for my taste, but when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear... This is the uh, American American Psycho. Psycho. (laughs) That's the quote I did at the top. (laughs) I'm going to read the whole fucking thing. Uh, Let's see. And then they do, they oh, did see. the scene in the comments, uh, which is fun. Yeah, they did the whole thing. I almost read everything. God damn it. I was paying attention to the Argentina game while I was reading <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Um, well, and that's the last comments, too. So that brings us to the last part of this show, which is where uh, you get to give us your final thoughts on Huey Lewis. Sean, this has been a great time. What do you? What are your final thoughts on Huey Lewis? I, I just uh, I love Huey Lewis in the news. I think they're a great band. Uh, check out their videos if you haven't uh, seen them before. Uh, just to see how elaborate videos were in the eighties, you know, like in terms of like art direction and setting and everything like that. And also, just don't be afraid to say you love a band that you only know two songs on. Like we don't have to have encyclopedic knowledge of everything we like. It's okay (laughs) to superficially like something. That's fine. I genuinely love this point that you're making because no one makes it, and it's great. I love it too. (laughs) I really love it, and it's a thing that people who come on this show sometimes are stressed about, where they're like, "Oh, I I could talk about this, but I really only know like two or three songs." I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's two or three more than most people know, you know? Ta- we're mostly going to be talking about Tommy being into horses and shit anyway, so who cares? I'm watching the fucking Argentina game. I don't care anymore. Um, no, I, I care so much. Um, no, but I, it's, it's a jumping off point, and it's also like, yeah, we covered the songs. It was a good fucking time, and uh, yeah, you don't need to know shit. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? yeah I had a blast. Just Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, oh, this was it, such yeah. a good time. I loved the music. It was fun to listen to some Huey Lewis in the news to start off the day. It was a, it was a good time. Put me in a good mood. Watching that video, the uh, I, I, I want a new drug. It was very fun. And uh, I don't see any reason to rate this. I don't know. <laughs> a perfect score. Perfect sure. score. Why not? Um, but we brought you on not just to uh, to promote Huey Lewis and the news, but to promote uh, your book and your pod. What, yeah, I us, have. Um, so my live show, uh, which you guys are probably familiar with out of Chicago, The Blackout Diaries, yes. is now a podcast. Yes. I hosted, uh, co-hosted with CJ Sullivan, who you both know. Yes, mm-hmm. so funny. And um, we're probably on like episode 12 now. It drops every Tuesday. So check that out. It's available uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And I have a book out now called Places I Can't Return To. Each chapter is a place I was thrown out of. The Huey Lewis story that I told here is part of it. Uh, you can buy that on Amazon. You can buy it at my website, SeanBearFlannery.com, um, kind of wherever you buy books. And uh, I think it's a pretty funny read, so check it out. Yeah, Guys, Sean has check incredible out Sean. stories. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so fucking funny. 
Um, and check out that show, Blackout Diaries. Very, very fun. Uh, what a, what a show. And, uh, Tommy, you got some big stuff coming up. Tell these uh, people. I got my Christmas shows at Union Hall, December 15th. That's coming up. We got a great lineup. It's going to be really fun. And then I'll be taping a special at the Bell House, January Ooh, 12th. Nice. So Congrats. I need everyone, everyone who listens in New York to come to that because there's a lot of seats to fill. So, uh, <laughs> get, out there you gotta see tommy do it also great venue it's gonna be cool as hell uh i am doing a bunch of road shit coming up i'll be in uh key west this coming week thursday through saturday leading into my honeymoon which you guys are welcome to join <laughs> uh, if you're on the right patreon tier it costs five thousand a month <laughs> you can join <laughs> we'll be in cancun uh <laughs> I will be in San Diego for New Year's. Like I said, I will be, I'll, I'll be in Tel Aviv, uh, starting, I want to say on the 16th, uh, Israel for a week. Uh, oh, Tel Aviv, uh, Israel. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I won't just be in Tel Aviv. I'll be throughout, I'll be uh, around Israel on this tour with, uh, some great comics. So check my dates for that. Oh shit. I need to update my website. Uh, and then I'll be at the Comedy Attic at the end of January. Dr. Grins after that. Bunches, I think I'm going to Detroit. I've got a bunch of shit coming up, so check all that out. And get on the Patreon, baby. Yeah. Sean, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, what guys. What a great time. Yeah, thanks, uh, Sean. All right. We will see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye.